Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Net That Hall for Double Game Week 28. We are joined today, of course, by um, two old friends of mine, um, except Casey's younger, but Garth's pretty old. Uh, <laughs> for the geriatric um, crew. That's right. That's right. Here, um, so I'm, I'm Gabe at FPLNs. Welcome to Net That Hall. Here joined, uh, joining me today is uh, Casey at FPL underscore Tornado and uh, FPL Shark, our good friend Garf. How are you guys? How are you doing, Casey? I'm ecstatic. I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> it's, been, it's been too long. I know we chat, but uh, it's been a real long time. Good to be on. A privilege and an honor. You guys have been knocking it out of the park for... for for as long as you have been so uh yeah this is this is good this is a good opportunity so thank you well you guys trained me you guys brought me in from you plucked plucked me out of the the twitter sphere and threw me into the content creation uh world and i i, I couldn't leave so I, I, I thank you guys for that <laughs> <laughs> we did we, we plucked you out of obscurity mate and uh, made you uh, into a superstar so you made me it. the person i am today my friend Oh dear. <laughs> no doubt about that. Mr. Miyagi over here. <laughs> uh, so just to timestamp this for everyone, this is the first Net That Hall show that is all in the Americas. So we're all in North America and it is 1.04 p.m. mountain time. Um, what time is it where you are, Casey? Three. I'm on the East Coast, so... Newton is fairly newly on the East Coast. We almost had all the all of the time zones covered at one point. That's true, and well, that's our goal here and at, at the hall. Now we've got East Coast in. Um, you know, we we do Singapore, we've done India, UK. So we're 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 covering the uh, the globe here. Um, let's move on to mini league and see. Also, see, I want to see who's in the chat and say hello to some people. So I put the mini league up there, but before I get there, I want to look at the chat here and and say hi. Well, Blue Danube guy, we had a bunch of people come in earlier because uh, obviously um, Mariner and Nima are away, and uh, <laughs> and so things get a little crazy when when those two guys are away because honestly, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, I don't know what all these buttons do, so um, this is going to be very <laughs> casual, <laughs> and I'm going to try to press as few buttons as possible. No, press them all. Press them all like you're on an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, what, see what they do <laughs> yeah see, see how that works out it didn't work out for me as a kid so um i don't know that it'll work out for me as an adult um so earlier this morning um we had mike halpin in here and rubber ducky saying quack quack as usual blue danube guy was in here this morning as well and he was also the first back in here this afternoon so nice to see you blue danube guy dread um dread was also on this morning as was matthew luck lock um and fpl Saffer. But now let's get to this afternoon. This afternoon, we are joined again, obviously, by Blue Danube guy. Don't know if any um, if anyone's with them. We have Iro Oikarinen. Excuse my pronunciation if that was wrong. It felt wrong. Um, Love the finish. Uh, right. <laughs> um, we have Kevin FPL Saffers in here. Nehal is in here as usual. Nice to see you, Nehal. Padna was up to you as well. Um, Matthew Locke. <laughs> He says he's been here for five hours, so I guess he gets the prize today. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, now let's move on to the mini league because I know this is the part that Mariner's waiting for. 
Um, I'm going to start from the bottom. We have number number 10 with 1867 points, total points scored. He scored 51 game week 10, bit of a red arrow there, but um, that's Stefan in an upside down name. That's what she, that's what she said, upside down. I don't know what that means. Um, we have Tyranny's Tesco bag coming in at number nine. Uh, safeguards coming in, Khaled Bedaki at number eight. Uh, Dekong FPL Planner, Tengo, number seven. Los Pollos Hermanos at number six. Payne and Diaz, number five. Uh, Template FC at number four. Brad Curry's Pfizer Chiefs, who've been top three pretty much all season at number three um, with 58 points this week. Number two, FPL underscore Milanista, Obay Eid or Eid. Um, coming in with 60 points this week and topping the mini league uh, with 58 points at an overall rank of 58 is our very own Chris at FPL Mariner, which, which is insane that he's at a 58 rank. Never even sniffed that before. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, right? no pressure, Garth. You just have to be at 58 uh, overall rank in, I don't know, the next couple of weeks and then you've earned your place on the pod. I'm a shade short of a 1,900 points by 250 points. Yeah, well, that's what your wild card's for, right? That's, that's like the shade of an eclipse, Gar. Your wild card, that's that's an easy two, 300 points right there, right? It's going to have to be, yeah. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure on that wild card. Um, so, oh, Jones Bloke has joined us as well. So, hello, Jones Bloke. Um Guys, the next next thing on the menu here is is a weekly piece um, called it's the FPL philosophy, and um, this is obviously one of my favorite pieces because uh, um, it it came through it kind of like developed organically just because the fans liked it. So here we go. Here's the FPL philosophy of the week. Before I get to it, actually, see these are the things I forget. These structure things. Uh, let's get to some housekeeping. Please do like it, subscribe to our channel um like our pod give us a five-star review do all the good things for us to get us known so we can grow more the more people like us the more things we can do on, in our show and we do also have a, a join option we have um one member of uh net that hall right now um robbie at robman gunsong on twitter um he's our member if you hit that if you hit that join button uh you can support us buy us a cup of coffee so uh, for those late nights when we're making the show so the FPL philosophy of the week um, is is in honor, actually, of um, Women's History Month. So if you are in the U.S. or the U.K. or Australia, you, Australia, you are celebrating Women's History Month this month of March. Um, so it comes. I, I go back to like a, an old favorite of mine. I used Maya Angelou uh, a couple of weeks ago, so I'm going back to her because I do think it. It very much applies to to life, obviously, but also to FPL, especially if we're con if, as we're considering wild cards and different strategies and different ways to maybe make up the you know the the little bit of shade, the 250 points between Garf and Mariner. Um, so the so the quote goes as follows: If you're always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. And this one's dedicated to you, Garf. Take hits is basically what that says in FPL terms. This is the Garf strategy, honestly. Like his wild cards, like uh, he's he's got like Matic captain, and it's just like those are the sort of things that you always get with Garf. Yeah. And they're worse in the chat. Like the ones he sends us, the drafts he sends us, <laughs> the wild card is triggered or is always even wilder than the ones that we we try to talk them out of like. 
I mean, are you are you sure you want to do like quadruple or like a triple up on Norwich defense, Scarf? That seems like a pretty bold strategy. Like they're always very weird. So he's he's like, you're right. I'll get Pookie. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, their attack is worth investigating too. They got a double this week. I haven't heard anyone talk about that ultimate yeah. differential for you there. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> the, the thing about the, the thing 250 about 50 points up right that's the hat trick from pookie that you capped in and, and yeah you know. i don't even that's, think i could do that that's worked for you in the past though maybe not with, with pookie but you 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 are the the vardy whisperer you've you know known in, in seasons past to be the vardy whisperer and those types of players where people call them trolls like you sail those crests those waves so yeah. um this season has been a little tougher for you mm -hmm. um yeah, but it's not over yet. Don't don't talk about Vardy too loud. People might bring him in. Yeah, yeah, true. <clears throat> All right, guys, we are going to move on to uh, some content here. So I was I was doing a piece on Villa um, for this week, right? And and then I don't know something that drew me to like the Bielsa story, and I obviously it was it was sad to see him go. It was I thought it was just really interesting to see like. Uh, fans like a, a manager get fired and and the fans kind of lamenting even though accepting that maybe it was the right call or, or at least understanding that perspective but it, but I thought the signing of Jesse Marsh while it makes sense from philosophically I, I I was wondering about like what they were thinking in terms of like how he would solve Bielsa's problems so I went in um so I went back to some friends of ours uh we made some good friends at the people of Total Football Analysis they did a great video last year on, on Jesse Marsh, and I wanted to share kind of like some of some of the things that they had and just talk, talk through what we can expect from Jesse Marsh um, at Leeds. So instead of instead of the matchups um, or like the statistical matchups I did like last week, this week we're going to take a look at a little, I guess, a uh, coach scouting of Jesse Marsh. So Leeds have a very interesting double, right? Against uh, they are away to to Leicester and home to Villa. Um, and Jesse Marsh is interesting. Here I have nine from formations up on the board. Jesse Marsh is known to play a four-two-two-two, but what he says is that the the formations are less important, and what, what's more important in a game are like the circumstances. Um, so I'm going to go just kind of left. But I'm going to go through this rather quickly because uh, and and I'll explain kind of each pitch to, for the people in the podcast. So the, the top left, we have a 4-2-2-2, two, 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 right? Where, where the two, the, you have the back four, and then you have kind of two defensive midfielders. And the two, the two midfielders in front of them, they're not really wide like in other 4-2-2-2s two, two, because uh, what, what Marsh likes to do, he, he likes to keep the, the flanks open for wingbacks to go to, to penetrate in there. But he also, what he likes to do is his, he likes the, the, his attackers to run towards the goal. So what you see there is, is I have, I've highlighted Hafinha in each of these images, um, like where, where I expect Hafinha to play. And you see there, there's one arrow pointing towards the center, kind of like he'll be penetrating in between the two strikers. And, and that's where Marsh will want him to go. And then the other is going outside. And, and, and I think that arrow is supposed to be indicative of what Hafinha likes to do naturally. He, he likes to have that decision and make the decision himself. So I, I put both of them there, kind of one to indicate the, the manager and one to indicate the player. And you see this kind of replicated throughout throughout these images. Based on this 4-2-2-2, like say in, in the first two slides there, in the first two pitches, 
how do you guys see this dynamic playing out? If Hafinha has, do you think he'll be able to make those choices or do you think Marsh is going to force him to always go inside like he has done? So all of these images are from the uh, the Salzburg team, our, our Salzburg. So I don't know how you guys see Hafinha, what ha, his role um, evolving in, in Marsh's attack. Yeah, so this is very much like the, obviously the RB, uh, Ralph Ragnick, uh, you know, line of thinking. Of course, we saw how terrible the 4-2-2-2 uh, fit United. I, I'm interested to see if it fits Leeds better. Um, mm. But for Rafinha, it's very difficult. I, I think one thing we've seen a lot of him uh, doing in the last couple of weeks, which I think has been good, is finding the back post when he's out of possession. So it'll be interesting to see how much he holds and hogs the ball. Um, I think a lot of that's going to depend on, um, you know, how much possession they have, <laughs> really. Um, mm -hmm. I think on the counter, I think you're going to see him go wide. Um, and I imagine that Marsh is going to try to get him to be more central when they're in possession, um, uh, kind of more sustained possession. And at least that's what I would do if I was his manager. Um, mm. Because he's been so peripheral when they've been in position. He's so naturally in good positions when they're on the counter. Um, but he tends to seek the ball and drift wide when they have possession. And that just takes him completely out of play. And I'm hopefully they see that and say, stop trying to stop drifting to the ball wide start taking up more central positions because you're our most creative playmaker. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I, I'd like, I'd hope that he kind of has the option in, in transition because he usually makes the best, um, the best decisions that way. But mm. I hope maybe the manager gets them to be more central um, when they have kind of, when they're maybe facing a, a, an organized defense uh, that's not out of position. But we'll see. I don't know. Marsh is, it kind of feels like meet the new boss, same as the old boss, but less loved. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like for, for this, this hire. But we'll see. Maybe he'll figure it out. I think it's a personnel issue more than a tactics issue with leads. So I'm, I don't know. <laughs> is, uh, what do you think, Garvis? Is, uh, is Hafinha worth investing in? Um, I've had him since game week one. Um, so can't really comment. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking, looking at this, I think they'll target, um, the slower, uh, center backs, um, mm. with Leeds and Aston Villa, they're not, they're not super mobile. Right. So I think when in possession on the ball, I think you'll see Rafinha cutting inside and attacking and running at those two center backs. And the reason I think they're going to favor that over sort of going down the outside is because they don't have anyone in the box. They don't have an out-and-out fox-in-the-box goal scorer that's going to be making good of, of crosses coming in from the from the wide. So I think you'll see a, a lot more of this attacking through the middle and then him sliding balls between the centre-back and the full-back um, for strikers to pick up on rather than going down the outside and whipping crosses in and, and trying to get on the end of them. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that's the, the way that leads are going to play especially with Bamford out although I did see today that he's back in training so he's probably a couple of weeks out but certainly for these two games I think you'll be seeing him cut inside Do you think Jan Dan James stays up top then and is the 
right hand striker with Rodrigo on the left? Is that is that what we expect then? I think so. Unless he's and I don't think he's going to give Gerhardt an opportunity. You wouldn't do that coming in as a new manager. You'd have to play those players that have been playing just just to see what happens, and then perhaps you know break Gerhardt in gently over those two games. He'll probably come on for like twenty minutes just to just so he can see him. Um, he looks so much he, better when Gelhart plays, which is unfortunate because he just takes sure he up does. the actual natural striker positions. And yeah. Rodrigo definitely doesn't do that. And Dan James is like, I don't even know what he does other than run around. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think they'll, they'll stick with what they know. And in, in the I was eyeing up Gerhardt for these two games before Bielsa got let go because mm-hmm. I thought he would start. But that's not going to happen now. I don't think. I think that I think maybe the uh, the personnel decisions will be based on their ability to counter press. Um, Jesse Marsh is famous for having said um, losing the ball can be a good thing. And so when Jesse Marsh went from Salzburg to Leipzig, um, he well when he first got to Leipzig he had COVID right, so he he didn't really connect with the locker room. Um, and then, then he came in and, and he's taking over a Nagelsmann team that was a team based in possession. And, and he's coming in with the message of losing the ball is a good thing. So he, he, he faced a lot of like just kind of like cultural um, pushback, I think. And I think he might, he might encounter the same here. I and mean, Bielsa wants to keep the ball, right? And, and, if, and if he comes in not caring whether he keeps the ball – and then the other thing is he counterpresses. When he counterpresses, he says one, one thing that he does that Jesse Marsh does is his back line. He's okay with the back line marking man-to-man. He says he doesn't need an extra player there because he likes his chances of winning the ball higher up the pitch. So he'll commit that many, like, that many more players forward and leave his back line. Can you imagine the, the Leeds back line 1v1? Like that, that's insane. That's madness, right? So – Maybe I should bring in Coutinho. <laughs> <laughs> those floated balls over the top for these two games, it's it's going to happen. Yep. You'll, you'll see it just fly over the top of the Reds and and you, the likes of Daka and Ollie Watkins who have got pace to burn. If they're, if they're running beyond a defender to receive a ball over the top, then you might fill your boots here. And, and is, is Hafinha going to be spent... Like, is he going to spend his energy on the counter press? It's like, I I don't know. I I have a lot of reservations about this, but but what I do what I do like here is, um, I mean, Jesse Marsh is very much about efficiency in play, and 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 so for that reason, I think I think Hafinha will be will be given liberty. He'll be given liberty to go inside and outside or whatever, wherever he wants. We see him in in the third slide there at the top. That's a that's kind of like a. Uh, it's a four four two. It's a diamond four four two. So they'll they'll play that when when he wants when not, when um when Marsh wants to pressure the opposing defensive midfielder. They have a playmaking defensive midfielder, for example. He may play the diamond four four two. I put Hafinha there at that ten spot because that that's where he would. I think he would be maximized in terms of attacking. But I don't know that he's the best one to close down opposing defensive mids. So. Could that could that maybe move Hafinha even to the front too, potentially? I'm not I'm not sure. I I think it's just too early to know, but we know that he's their most important attacker, 
And they double this week. They have, is it Watt, Watford in 29? Who do they have? They, I know they have a pretty decent fixture in 29. And then they also play in 30. So it's one of those situations where it's like, just from a lo- logistics standpoint, hmm. you got to put him in. At least, or if you hold, you have him, you hold him. Maybe he's not your number one priority this week, but you know we're, we're all on wild cards. I haven't even considered not having him. I just think at 6'5", he's really good. He's got, you know, he's one of the few players that have um, uh, four fixtures in the next three weeks. And mm-hmm. yep. and he's a good budget option. He has Norwich, Norwich in 29, I think. Yeah, Norwich, Norwich in 29. 100% agree. And, so and it's, it's like he, he doubles this week. If he blanks in both, then you get four points. So be it, but then he's got you turn it right back around. And they got Norwich, and then they have a fixture in thirty, which is about all you can ask for right now, yeah. unless you're setting unless you're setting up to be ideal in thirty, which I don't think any of the matchups are fantastic in thirty. No. So I wouldn't captain him. No, no. I guess if there were people that were lingering, you know that that lingering, like hey, Leeds. They're gonna. I don't know. I just it doesn't make a lot of sense. What what I think we've learned, maybe over the last year more than anything else, is just how good Calvin Phillips is. Like yeah. how unbelievably good he is. He makes Leeds like a Premier League team because without him, they're not a Premier League team. Um, and he was obviously great for England over the summer. I, I, it's he's his his watching him play in that team. It's it's actually amazing that he makes them even like a team that's so dysfunctional, uh, functional just by himself. Yes. They'll struggle to keep him this, this summer. Oh yeah. If I were United or something like that, people think people talking about, Oh, they should bring in rice. It's like, no, 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 no. You should be bringing Calvin Phillips should be top of your list. Rice is like, break the bank. Calvin Phillips is so much better than Declan rice. I don't think it's even close. Um, any other final thoughts here before on Jesse Marsh or, or Leeds? And I think Leeds might go down. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I I I, I think they're going down. Yeah. I, I don't it's, think you can it's say tough this to year. see them turning it around. I don't think Marsh is the type of manager that does turn it around, but mm-hmm. I could very much be wrong. I them getting healthy is going to be the bigger thing because I know Phillips is close. I know that Bamford is close. So maybe just by getting them back, it might be enough to get them over mm-hmm. the hump, but they're going to be, I guarantee they'd bite your hand off for 17th right now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's the player that let's look at the FDRs next. Mariner was kind enough to, uh, to get into his broken metrics and send, and send me this somehow. I don't know how he's doing it. He's uh, in the middle of nowhere with barely any connection. And, uh, but here we go. So game week 28, I mean, obviously, obviously Liverpool all the time, every time. The obvious, um, it's 5.9, the, the attacking FDR there against uh, home, home to West Ham. Um, the other ones that, that are kind of like they're well well below. We see the next one is at three point seven Leicester against Leeds. Um, I I don't see any reason for that to change with the uh, with the appointment of Jesse Marsh. Then we have uh, Spurs coming in at number three three point oh against Everton. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Casey. Um, let, let's start with those with those top three. I think I mean I think we can skip Liverpool. Right, Liverpool is just the obvious. 
um, in, in terms of the attack. But um, yeah, they're, they're just the best attack in the league. I'd fancy them to score against anyone except maybe City. But even then, I'd expect them to probably get one. Yeah. <laughs> Tell um, us, tell us about um, Ever- what's going on with Everton. Are they changing? Are, are they? I feel like there's there's a there's a little bit of a shift there, and maybe this three for Spurs might not be as good as, like it might it might be worse now than than what the data indicates. Well, the the thing we've seen with the the short time um, that we've had Frank Lampard as manager is Everton have been really good at home and diabolical away, so. Spurs away, I have not seen Everton put in a good performance away from home in a very long time. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be really difficult um, to gauge this match uh, ahead of time, which is unfortunate. Probably going to, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, okay, so first of all, I'm an Evertonian for people that don't know. Um, I have been for well over a decade. I, I've already adopted the full pessimism. We're, you know, we're going to lose 5-0, Kane hat trick. It always happens, especially when we play them on the road. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. So what, what the big the big change is that um, DeCorey came back last, last game week. They played three in the midfield for the first time, which I think is the best formation to suit our squad. But we're so – we have so little depth in the midfield that any of the three in the midfield were DeCorey, Allen, and uh, Donnie Van de Beek. And if any of those three – um, aren't available. I don't know if we have the balance uh, to play a three in the midfield and play it well, but we're, so I think it's a real question of, um, I, I guarantee we'll play three in the midfield if we can, if those three are fit. Um, and I think everyone that watched that city match last week saw how effective that was and how much better Everton were outside, out of possession, how much better they transitioned from defense to attack. Um, so I think it's, I think it's a, but also they've been terrible on the road. So I guess it really is a question of is, can they, do they have the mental fortitude to um, go on the road and put in a good performance um, against the Jekyll and Hyde Spurs team? I think it's probably the hardest game to call of any of the games this week. Hmm. Um, in my opinion, just because it's a Jekyll and Hyde Everton team versus a Jekyll and Hyde Spurs team. Everton team is very, both teams are somewhat in transition um, still like uh, new players trying to integrate them. I know Conte is integrating um, uh, new players as well. And I don't know. I think it's a very difficult game to call. I I think there's a really, I don't think I would captain Kane this week as much, even, even me being as pessimistic as I am and how good of a record he has against Everton and things like that. I, Everton have just enough chance with three in the midfield of really causing Spurs problems, sitting deep, doing what they did against City last week, where City really had – they had the weird deflected goal that they scored in the 82nd, 81st minute. And then they had a really they, – they, about the 55th minute, they had a really good – they forced Pickford into a really good double save. And then I think their XG for the rest of the game was like 0.2. So they had almost no chances the entire match. Everton mm. completely shut down City. And I think they have the op- ability to do that versus Spurs. Don't know if they will. But it's just enough of a, mm, I don't know. This is probably the toughest game to call. I'm going to double or even triple up on Spurs, I think, on my wild card. But it's more so, well, partly because I, I'm I'm a 
you know, sucker for punishment, <laughs> but also partly. You already said you were an Evertonian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, they just because of the 29 double and the 30 fixture, I think it's probably just logistically the best thing to do. And 33 as, as well, isn't it? It's going to be I'm, very difficult to call. Yeah, and a likely 33 double as well. It's right, Garf. How, how much, yeah. Garf? How much would would you invest? Would you go all in on on Spurs? Like, would you go the Kane Sun like full investment, or or would you maybe go a, a budget route? Uh, I've got I've got to go budget route because of my budget TV. Um, everyone else is on a Samsung, and I'm on a. I don't even know what crap TV is. You're, you're a, it's a cardboard box with a, a clothes hanger on top of it. So yeah, so I can get to. Obviously, I'm going to say Kane plays furthest forward. He's he's taking penalties. He's he's back to to what resembles a, a cane before. And yeah, I was just eight, about to say shots per game, just absolutely terrible shot selection, but that's what he does best. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just about to say what ratio are you playing? Are you playing two attackers, one defender, three attackers? Um because Kulu at six is Kulu six, six and a half, six? Six. Six, I think. Six. So like you could you can get in that way. You could you know, people with decent TVs can easily go Sun, Kulo, Kane, and, and be quite happy with that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. touch the defence because, you, one, you don't know what the rotation is going to be. If somebody told me Matt Doherty is nailed on, then I would go Matt Doherty, but yeah. he's not. So yeah. it's just not worth the risk with a wild card. So you just go with what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of Sun, I'll probably be going Mount. There's probably about um, 17 other better defenses than Spurs is as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not loaded. I'll, I'll go two, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, maybe even just one, maybe even just Kane because of my sh- crap TV. But that's uh, is what it is. Um, my, I've my got help. A, I've got uh, evaporate. Do you? Yeah. Oh no. Um. <laughs> Mike Halpin says one Spurs is more than enough for his liking, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. But um, we'll get to your team later, Garf. You can watch the show back and uh, see what I'll we watch say. it back, see what you think. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, man. We, that's a, a quick guys. shark, quick shark bite for the day. Yeah. Later, Garf. <laughs> see you, Garf. Real good Bye-bye. to see you. Um, so back to Mike's point. He says one Spurs is more than enough for him, and I, I think I agree with you, Casey. That that. This is a tricky matchup to call because of the schizophrenic nature of, of each of these teams. And, and I don't know if I trust that 3.0. Um, so I may right now I have I have a couple spurs in, in my team and I may cut that back or I may just cut back on the investment, maybe go Sun to Kulu just to you know spread that investment out. Um, another yeah, one you I can want very to- easily get Kulu bench him this week, just play Kane, and then mm-hmm. And then next week, obviously, play both of them because they double, and then and then both play both in thirty because they play. And I think just having playing players is enough for thirty. There's no point in being picky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, one one team I wanted to bring up here, and apologies. So th- this was obviously created before. Um, this was created yesterday, so we didn't have all of the doubles in here. We don't have Chelsea's double in here, for example. But I did want to get to Chelsea uh, because they're a surprise. They're at negative point five in the attack FDR uh, away to Burnley, and it, this is this is a function of this is a home away function. Burnley are are a different team at home. 
Um, and then they've shown that Chelsea recently problem. as well. This is a Chelsea problem too. You think there's a yeah? There's a so talk, talk to us about about that. How how you see? I mean, people are getting fired up about Chelsea because of this. You know, understanding. I would. I would. It's, a, it's a good. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't hear anyone saying we should get Lukaku. I mean, I don't hear anyone's. I mean, no one seriously is considering Mount unless they're. Or I mean, not Mount, but. Um, Havertz unless they're like free hitting maybe then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone seriously considered considering taking a hit for Christian Pulisic um Callum Hudson Adoy I mean it really is a let's get the defenders I don't know if anyone's really going like very strong in on like okay let's triple or double on the attack I'm gonna get Mount I'm gonna get Havertz I'm gonna get um you know Lukaku that just no one's it, it's, a, it's a defensive thing and their attack is not great. I don't know. What, if too what is their out. attack? Like, what the hell's going? What is it? I don't know. Um, their their attack is uh, spending a lot of time in the opposition's <laughs> final third and hoping that there's like a weird deflection so they can score a goal. I guess. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, I so with, with Reese James coming back, um, you know. It's, some people are thinking that he will be rotated. He'll be, you know, so he's not like pushed too hard initially. I, you know, just, I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to start playing more from wide areas, but you know, we have the, we have the central midfielders that are also healthy now. So will they start playing through the center mid? They've done both of those things this season. They've done both of those to varying degrees of success. Um, so I, I just feel like Chelsea, that there's a lot of unknown with Chelsea right now. And I don't, I don't know if they I entirely they, trust they the Burnley. They rotate matchup. six different players every match. It's like they've mm-hmm. never they have they put out two of the same team back to back matches at any point this year. Uh, not I that I've noticed. There's a real difficulty. First of all, Tuchel. I don't know if he knows the best team. Uh, that I don't know if he knows what his best eleven is. I don't know if he knows the best way to get attacking returns out of anybody. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just, they just, I don't know if the problem. So part of the problem with Chelsea is obviously the managers have very little say in, in who they, who they buy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the club buys the t- players. The manager's job is to do the best of making the best out of those, those players and then get fired in two years. And then that's basically what happens. I don't know. I Mount Mount is probably the most nailed and just, by the fact that he's on a lot of set pieces. Um, oh yeah, good good point by Kyle in the chat. I think Ziyech, if he was fit, I think it'd be a whole different story. But he's not yeah. back in training, to my knowledge. I think I just saw a tweet earlier that he's not involved in training still. Um, yeah. so I think it's pretty much guaranteed he won't play both of the double. Maybe he'll be ready for the second one. Um, yeah, so so Kyle, um, he comes in and he says, only Chelsea attacker that's worth it is Ziyech, but he's probably only going to play half if fit. And and like, like you're saying there, Casey, Casey I, I don't think he is fit, um, yeah. which is which is a shame. It's it's hard to know. To, I mean, I think for those that want to double up for a, a good double game week um, here in 28, like the only the only route I can see that that's has any surety of playing is Rudiger and Mendy, right? Yeah, Rudiger and Mendy are probably the most nailed. Tiago um, Silva maybe can play twice in a week, maybe not. I that's I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch Alonzo because they've been going between four at the back and three at the back so much, and that. Uh, Bert says that Ziyech is back, is back in training. So that's, yeah, I that's saw that he he took part in part partial training today. At least is what I saw. So he's mm. but he's not involved in full training, which makes it seem like he's probably not ready for their first match of the double, but maybe for the second, he could be a good long term pick. Maybe I don't know if they had a game in thirty, it'd be different. But they have a good they have a good matchup. They're the ones they're the ones with Watford, I believe, in twenty nine. Mm. Um, and so they have a and, good match in 29, but no match in 30, and then a great run after 38. It could be one where you bookmark that for later. But right. uh, and that's I think the real question is Reese James. Um, what do you think about Reese James, Gabe? He's, I mean, Reese James. I think he is as he always like as he always was when when we started the season. You could have started with Reese James, right? Um, if you have Reese James, there will, there's always a risk that he comes on. Like if he doesn't start, that he'll come on, right? Because he's so versatile that um, that 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 could hurt you. The thing is, his upside is so big when it's so high when, when he does start that, it, that and that's why you get him. If if you want to play that game, that that upside game, maybe for someone in Garf's position, that might be interesting. Um, you know, but but there but the lows could be quite low. And I think I think I think it depends on your situation and, and what you're doing and where where your rank is and how. how I mean, wild card is an interesting one because we're on wild card. I think that's a real interesting question. I I I think the quick and simple of it is if you're using free transfers, you have better free transfers to use than try to get in Reese James um, for this one week. I think he mm-hmm. could be one you want to buy in 31 or something like that. But he's I, risky I, enough. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would go with him on free transfers this week. I guarantee, I almost guarantee he'll start one of two, which yeah. is why I wonder if he's worth it on the wild card. So let's say where he's only going to start one. Both of them are good fixtures this week. They have a good fixture in 29, but then they blank in 30. Is it worth it? Because, you know, because they also have a good fixture run after in 31 and beyond, or do you get someone else and then just say, I'll get Reese James later. I'll get him in 31 or 32. I mean, what, what would you, what are you thinking, Gabe? Is it worth it? So, this, is it worth it to do it this week for maybe just one game this week, but then long term, being a good pick. So I'm I'm going to bring up uh, another comment here by Bert. He says, if you still have two free transfers, would you use one in game week 30 or not worry about planning for that game week? Very upside, very low. And and I bring that up because I, I kind of agree when when we're making these decisions when we're thinking about do I bring Reese James in, but he doesn't play in 30. I don't think we should be taking game week 30. We shouldn't be giving it much weight in my opinion, because I, I, there are so few games. I, I do believe that the, the upside of that week is quite low. The average will be quite low. You yeah. know, if the average is around 30 and you're at, you know, 20, you're only, you know, that's, that's not a big Delta. So I, I, I think make your yeah, decisions for longer. My, my answer, my answer for Mike, uh, is it, was it Mike that said that? I don't remember. It. Bert. 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 Oh, my, my answer for Bert, at least if I were in that situation, do you have the player you want a captain for 30? If so, then don't worry about it. But if not, yeah, use that transfer to bring in who you think might be the best captain that week, whether it's Sun, whether it's Kane, whether it's um, uh, Vardy or Madison or whoever you think you need to captain. Um, I would use that transfer. In fact, actually, I would almost use that transfer no matter what to get in a Leicester player. Uh, if you don't have Leicester players, get by him in 30, 
They play in 30, and then they have a great run. They have three fixtures to make up, so they're going to have three double game weeks uh, coming up. And so I think, yeah, I think absolutely do think that rolling in 30 is probably a bad idea just because there are so many players that you could get that are good long-term past that if they're lesser players. Yeah, um, and I, 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 think that also, I think that also speaks to the advantage of holding the wild card uh, for, for 31. With, with the fixture swings, you get past that line. Valid, I think it depends on your team. If you're set up well for 28 and 29 and or you're set up well for 30, um, then, yeah, I think um, – or you don't have any free hits. That's another mm-hmm. one. I think mm-hmm. it's good to hold until 31. Um, but if you don't have free hits or you're not set up for 28 and 29 or 30, I think 28 wild card's a good one. It's very team dependent. Right. Um, so – um let's moving on here just a little bit i, I want to get to the uh we have the the fdr for game weeks uh 28 to 30 um we have uh let's see blue nicks here blue nicks 99 he's turning our attention to arsenal's total fdr 28 to 32 is awesome preparing myself for the inevitable pain um so they the total fdr this is attack and defense added together um for game weeks 28 to 32 for arsenal well, at the top end, we have obviously Liverpool. They're always there at 16.5. But second, quite close, is Arsenal at 16.3. Then we have Spurs coming in third at 13.7 uh, before before it drops to 9.4 for Manchester City. And I do want to talk about Manchester City just a little bit. And while Liverpool is obvious, I, th- I think let's, let's start with Arsenal. Um, if, if you're on a wild card and you're looking for, you know, through these these fixtures here, Attack nine point six, defense six point seven. What kind of arsenal assets are you looking for? Looking at? Yeah, well, they're they're well priced too, which is the other thing that's great. Um, you know, their best assets are like Saka, Martinelli. Their defense, none of them are that expensive. Um, I mean, Lacazette, I guess. I mean, maybe because there's lack of other options, but at eight three, eight four, somewhere in there, it's a lot of money for an assist merchant. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they have great assets. They're priced to buy. I think on a wild card, there's no reason for you not to have two, if not three or mm. two with a plan to buy a third for 29 or something like something along those lines. Um, the, one of the biggest issues I've found with tinkering with my wild card is that what do you do with them in 28? Because there's so many other double game week, players and then they play Watford which is good a good single game week fixture but would you play Saka over Kane would you play Saka over Sun I mean versus their other counterpart single game week players plus the other cheap players are playing doubles how do you how do you manage that so you are playing them even in 28 and then you get into 29 where their double is kind of so-so because it includes what Liverpool right Mm -hmm. um I don't know. But it also includes Leicester. But yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I'm not saying you should own them for 29. <laughs> but this fixture difficulty of being the best or second best is a little bit deceptive just because they mm. uh, for wild carders. For people who just are using free transfers, just buy them and play them. Um for wild carders a little more tricky because one of their best fixtures is also in the one where you're most likely to bench them because of other game week you know, other options that are equal, if not better for that one game week. And then obviously 30, they have a great fixture. 31, they have a good fixture as well. And then 32, they have a good fixture. And 29, they have a double with one good and one bad fixture. I mean, you definitely want them. 
it's just really tricky to like, how do you get that rotation right with the wild card? Currently, I, I don't think I've had a single draft where I've had a playing Arsenal player for 28 and I've been benching all of them, um, which is tricky. It's so tough. And maybe that's a blind spot and I need to re- rethink that. Is there someone else with a double in 29 or something like that where I could switch out a 28 doubler for a 29 doubler so I at least play one Arsenal player? I, I don't know. That's a really tricky, it's really a tricky um, thing to manage. I mean, for those on wildcard, I, I think one possible way to use the the Arsenal picks is if you want a, a like an investment pick. For example, if, if you're looking at a, a San Maxima and you're not sure if he's going to play both games in this double, but he played both games in next double, so he'll play three out of the next four or something like that, and you and you throw in a Saka or a Smith Rowe who's flagged, but he, I think he should be okay um, f- for the weekend, or uh, or a Martinelli that you know he had his rest and and, he, and he's coming back, so. Um, but, but I think, I mean, given the FDR here, I think on, on a wild card, I don't see how you don't have at least one Arsenal attacker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Sokka is a great option. I think Martinelli is a good option. I'm not sure about ESR just because why doesn't he start? I don't know. He's been great, but I don't know. <laughs> he's back from COVID. I think this week, mm-hmm. I haven't seen if he was playing or not, but I think he's, or if he was training or not, but I would imagine he's back from from that unless he had some serious COVID symptoms. Um, yeah, it is a concern. He, he just doesn't he was, play. He just doesn't. Yeah, doesn't it's start. every other game. It's every other game. So I don't. I would. I would not look at him. I think right. the best Arsenal attackers are Martinelli and Saka. I think that's Odegaard's. Oh, okay, I guess, but his upside's so low. I don't know. I'm not sure if I would would go with Odegaard. I mean, he's cheap. I mean, if you're doing something weird like double Arsenal attack and one defender, then maybe. Um, I, but I, I think that's tough because of the opportunity cost because there are so many good midfielders. There's better, yeah, there's, there's, they have, yeah, exactly. I think the opportunity, and I think that's the big thing we need to talk about in wildcard is the opportunity costs of a lot of these mm-hmm. spots. Yeah. Um, they, there are, be, there are other good midfielders there aren't as many other good defenders and Arsenal is a better defense than they are attack. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, and they're so cheap in defense. I mean, like having like Ramsdale and white is like, that's really easy to do and it's not going to cost you much. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's my thoughts on, on Arsenal. I think everyone should have two probably if you want to mm-hmm. have three, that's great. But we know about Arsenal. They love to disappoint us when they really, really, when we really need them to perform, and then you know, obviously, go and do really well when no one owns their players. So that's that's pretty classic. Yep, yep. Um, moving on to some other numbers here, I want to bring up. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking at Villa attack, Coutinho and Ramsey, and maybe yeah. even Watkins now. Now that he's starting again, and this the FDR is <laughs> negative nine. Villa. Is that the second worst? <laughs> that's it's the, it's the second worst they have a lot of games and so the uh, the attack is negative 5.2 and the defense is negative 4.5 um so i i i kind of i'm i'm a little skeptical of of people going hard in or like all in on on villa here um i don't know how you see them they're changing or, or what or what's going on but not for me no i mean gerard's not a great manager i think we've already learned that um 
And they're a team that spent a lot of money and not spent it maybe in the ways they should have. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's very weird. Their whole, like, let's spend a lot of money on Danny Ings, like, that's already kind of, like, very weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Especially uh, when you have when you already have Watkins there. Yeah, I, th- I thought Dean was obviously a good signing for them. I, I can't imagine that that's you know that's a good signing for them. They've obviously recruited well. I mean, like you know what two years ago they you know they bought. Um, or Coutinho is also a weird one. It's like on loan, so I understand it's low risk, but he's a lot of wages and he hasn't played well recently for Barca. I just. I don't know. They just seem kind of like a, well, we're 13th and that's cool. And that's where we're going to finish. Like that's basically who they are. And Hey, hey, I'm an Everton fan. I'd bet your head enough for 13th. Okay. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like, you know, dump on them too much, but like that's, I I think that's an important point. You, you bring up like, well, complacency. And I I think late late riser mentioned it on the FPL wire this morning. Uh, He was talking about expected beach. And Villa could be one of those teams that that just hits the beach. Yeah, I mean, my 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 wild card drafts, like all of them, have had Dean in them, but largely because mm. I don't know how else to manage the twenty eight double plus thirty double. Um, I guess I could go like triple, triple, uh, you know, double or triple up on like a Wolves defender, and what could go wrong with that, right? But I mean, <laughs> Dean plays as like basically left winger, so even if they don't keep a clean sheet, he could very easily get an assist and bonus points just because of the volume of crosses he puts in the number of chances he creates. So let's say they, they, they give up, you know, a goal, but he gets an assist. He often in those games, even without a clean sheet, gets two or three bonus. So he could very easily end up on a six or seven pointer in a match, even without keeping a clean sheet. So yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Ramsey's great. He's really cheap. I haven't put a draft together with him in it, largely because of I think there are just better cheap midfielders. I think Martinelli is a better pick than him. I think that Willock is a better pick than him. I think that Kulisevsky is a good uh, is a is a good. Obviously, that's starting to get to be a, like a little over a million more than him. But yeah, in a wild card, you got that room to play with. I think I'm I'm with Robbie here that says in the chat just go Ramsey if you want the rest is a trap I mean at, at least it's um he's an enabler so at, at his yeah, he's price, a good enabler he play, yeah. he'll play in thirty they double in twenty nine he's can be attacking sometimes it's yeah so yeah, so yeah, so, re- so moving down from Villa um we did already talk about Chelsea but the you know twenty eight to thirty two they're at a zero point zero for their attack FDR the defense does look nice as as you mentioned Casey at eight point two um I do want to move down to Manchester City with uh with an attack FDR of eight point seven it's uh, it's good enough for about what is that about third tied for third best um for twenty eight to thirty two obviously it's very difficult to pick a a city attacker because of the way that the production is distributed. It's you never know who it's going to be. It's like playing yeah. whack-a-mole with those guys, with those midfielders. Um, that could be a reason to keep uh, a player like Cancelo um, until you realize all of the other things you can afford. Like us on wildcard, all of the things that we can afford by selling Cancelo, we know he's not going to double. Um, and the defensive FDR for uh, for City from 28 to 32 isn't great at 0.7. 
Um, but that could be one way if you're thinking into the attack through that attacking defender. Um, it feels weird to not have any city players in my wild card though. Yeah, I mean, I've got one. I've got two drafts: one that's bench boost and one that's not. And the one that's bench boost has Cancelo bench boosting in a single in twenty nine. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to justify keeping him if I'm gonna probably bench him in twenty eight, and also he doesn't have a fixture in thirty. Mm-hmm. It's tough, and their and their attack is is the 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 nailed ones are KDB, who is way too expensive um, for his outlay, and then Foden, who is priced right, but. He's not that great of an FPL option, to be honest. I mean, like, mm-hmm. or he's just, his output is just very. I mean, he's a seven point five million attacker. That's he's priced correctly. He's nailed, mm-hmm. which is great, but he hasn't double digit returned very much this year, and he really is like a one and three returner, anyways. So it's not like he's a fantastic option, and he doesn't double. There are just better options out there right now in the mid priced. Here's a question from Bert. Who would you rather have, Cancelo or Rabo? Oh, man. That's a tough one. What do you think? That's Gabriel? a good one. <laughs> Ping pong it back if to I'm me. Talking, if, I'm talking, if I'm talking game week 28 to game week 38, probably Cancelo. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm just thinking, like, it's the whole block of the season. But there's no reason to say that you can't. I mean, Robertson and Cancelo are the same price. Now, obviously, if you're okay with losing the, you know, value you could buy robertson and then sell robertson for cancello and 30 whatever you know if you want but short term i think robertson's a better pick just because he doubles in 29 and he's been fantastic form lately i would say for, for me the answer is is straightforward it's cancello for me i'd rather have cancello than robertson mostly because i think the the best third liverpool asset to have is uh is matip nailed center back he's he's um been playing well he's been nailed for a while much cheaper 4.9 i think he could be the best value defender um at the minute at at 4.9 so i would rather have matip and Cancelo than robertson and what like uh ben white yeah maybe cody cody robertson and cody Versus uh, people, buying Cody, people buying Cody when there's Kilman at cheaper are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, like Cody doesn't even go up for all the corners. <laughs> like he's like, what, have you ever seen a center back that's like, okay, center back, you're going to be on the halfway line in case we need you. Like that's silly. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Like Kilman is Kilman's cheaper. Yeah. He's just as nailed. He's a better defender than Connor Cody. He's been so, so good this year. And he's also mm-hmm. extremely threatening on corners. He's mm-hmm. just as threatening as Sace. I think he's the best Wolves defender. But yeah, as far as like, I don't know. It just depends on if you're bench boosting, like Robbo and White's not bad than having Cancelo because then you can, they both have doubles in 29. And if you're bench boosting in 29, I can see how you'd prefer that. Um, mm. If you're not bench boosting, I don't know. Um, Chris Irvine says that Matip is a rotation risk with uh, Konate doing well recently. While Liverpool are still in the title, I think they're going to flog flog Matip as much as they can. I know he's got a bit of an injury history, but um, yeah, I think while they're still like right in the title race, I think Matip is going to. I honestly think that they they're going to they're going to prioritize the league over Champions League. 
Yeah, but that, I, that could be wrong. But I think as long as they're still, they think they can win it. Now, what do they play City in? Thirty-one or thirty-two, something like that. Yep, something like that. Um, so until then, I think 28, 29, 31 in the city match, I think that's probably all going to be my tip. Um, it's it's 32. They play City in 32. They're three points behind. Or, yeah, right? if they lose to City in 32 and then the title looks kind of out of reach, then maybe you're going to see more rotation. But until yeah. then, I don't think you will. So um, where'd it go? Here we go. George Thomas comes in. Apologies if it's been covered, but Willock versus Fraser. So this brings us to to the uh, the Newcastle conversation, right? Newcastle, they have a attack negative. FDR of negative seven point nine, and yeah. a defensive FDR much better at just negative one. So a total of negative eight point nine for these for these fixtures. This is the and, funny thing where you're like, I'm in a wild card and I'm going to triple up on Newcastle, and like, that's what I have right do. now. And I'm thinking, am I, I crazy? <laughs> Well, they're double. They have four fixtures in two weeks. So if they blank in all four, and they if they were if you're telling me I'm going to buy a five point five defend or midfielder, and they're going to score two four points and then four points in the next two game weeks, I'd be like, that's not a bad transfer. (laughs) So anything they return is going to be bonus, I guess. Um, Yeah, but to answer this question, Willock versus Fraser. I mean, I would say, look, Willock just like last season when he got when he caught fire. I mean, forget about the stats. The stats don't have to be there. He's just scoring goals. Um, and and Fraser Fraser's going to be stuck on the wing. He'll be trying to assist a player like Wood. His, I, his I say, chance I creation has been great lately. It, it obviously, has. Wood can't Wood can't finish anything. But nope. Um, they've been playing so much. They're unbeaten in seven. That's crazy. Newcastle are unbeaten in seven. That's that's actually that's, insane. I can't believe they've been playing so well lately. That is insane. Um, so they're, their they're, defense they're, has improved. Yeah, I, I know. Like Edward Howe, defensive mastermind. I mean, this is this is we've obviously are living in a simulation at this point. <laughs> that's right. This is not real life, and we're all eating humble pie. Yeah, Duke. I don't know. Newcastle. It's kind of one of those. Well, they have four fixtures in two games. Sell them in 30. I don't care. That, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a couple, two, three, and then I'm going to sell them in 30. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, says, uh, get to have them, and I won't have them the rest of the season. I'll, I'll sell Willock. I'll try to find money for Willock to, a, to like, a, I don't know, whether it's Madison or a Barnes or, you know, a Lester midfielder. And then I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I, both of us, and we're going to get to this later, but both of us have yeah. St. Maximum in our in our wild card draft. So, and then that's why uh, I bring this comment up from. I, mean, I think he that's, says, that's just that's get Joel Linton. Exactly, <laughs> that, just get Joel Linton for vibes. I think I say get St. Maximum for vibes, and he. So he's one of those players that you know he's flagged right now. Do, we're not sure if he's going to play this weekend, but I can play Saka over him this this weekend and, and still keep my vibes for the rest of the season. So that that's an interesting one for me. Um, I think he plays. Then, it might be off the bench. It's it's a question of right. do you want one point or you know like one appearance point plus another match, or you know or Saka. I guess that's yeah that's an interesting question. Right. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's let's move on to the next uh, FDR we have going on here. So the the next one is actually FDR to game week thirty two. But I, I feel like we've already covered that, Casey, um, mm-hmm. pretty well in the previous slide. Um, so. The next one, we're, we're going to move on to the, the zonal matchups for Double Gaming 28 and beyond. 
All right, here we have the, the zonal matchups. Um, again, hasn't been updated, or this was updated yesterday, so we are, are missing some matches in here. But, um, I mean, we'll just get used to, you know, Liverpool right side is always going to be the best in the league because that's where Salah is. So um, so we, I think we, we can ignore those obvious ones. Um, but what is interesting for me is if we're looking at the, the combined, because I, I do want to whip through this so we have time to get to the, the different wildcard drafts. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to go straight to the combined. If we're looking at combined left, um, let's see, what is that? Joint joint third best, Newcastle. At 20. So this is like, over, what, what this means, like what these numbers mean is this is the expected uh, number of chances created from, from that side of the field in, in the given matchup. So in the next uh, four or five game weeks here, uh, Newcastle is expected to create 20 chances from their left side. Is that Frazier, right? Is Frazier playing down the left? I think he's switching wings a lot. So I he guess he's switching wings. I think lately he's been on the right, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, I, I might right. be I mistaken. Yeah. yeah, when they played Everton, he was on the right, but I, I thought he was playing on the left other other games too. So yeah, I'm not sure. That's um, Willock's playing in the mid. So one thing I've heard is. Does does Bruno take Willock's place if he does ever play? <laughs> um, mm. I, I guess you know in his current form, I can't imagine how dropping Willock. But I mean, it doesn't take very. I mean, it doesn't take much. You know, one or two bad performances, and then you know what happens in twenty nine. So yeah. I do worry about that with Willock a little bit. Is you know. Is Bruno going to play his position? Are they going to try, you know, because right now they're just kind of letting Willock play this free role. And I don't know if they're going to try to be more disciplined with it, uh, maybe a more traditional center midfielder. I don't know. That's a tough one. Fraser is, I guess, nailed for 60 or 70 minutes. I think he'll start all of the matches, but I don't think he'll ever finish 90. Um and he's never around the goal, right? Like, like the chance. He creates a lot players. of chances. He'll, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up some assists. They're both cheap. I don't know. It's who does it create chances for? What? Yeah, yeah, wood, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, and here's my worry: is what happens? How do they? What do they look like when ASM comes back in? Like if if Saint Maximum is in there, like what is that going to look like? Is that going to impact? I mean, he's their he's their best player. I don't think there's any absolute. And, and then you have two players playing like this, like very weird free role because say maximum is kind of like do whatever you feel like. And Willock's also kind of playing that role right now. Does that? I, I assume that changes. So I don't know. It makes me nervous. Willock makes me nervous. Fraser is meh. That's why I want say maximum. Uh, and <laughs> and because I think. I think he gets minutes. I don't think he maybe starts, but he gets minutes in this first match, and then he starts maybe the last, the next three. That sounds great to me. I would, I, and he's and he's actually been like his output has actually been good. He's not just eye candy at this point. He's his, when he's played this year, he's scored points. So, I don't. Yeah, know. I mean. San Maxima has the has the most dribbles this season by far. I think he has um, 177 dribbles, and Hafinha comes in at second with 125. Yeah. In terms of successful dribbles, so he doesn't have the highest um, successful percentage, but he has 105 successful dribbles. Um, 
The next, well, Triore has the second most, but he's not in the league anymore. So then the third would be uh, McNeil with 66. So almost, you know, Samaxima creates his own chances. He makes his own stuff, his own magic happen. And that's kind of that. That's why I, I want him. Um, I, I don't think I don't think I would go for a player that's you know further back like Fraser. The good thing the good thing about Willock for me um, and Newcastle's um, FDR here twenty eight to or a zonal matchup twenty eight to uh, thirty two is at seventeen, so it's middle of the road I would say. Um, yeah. But what I like about Willock is he gets on the end of, on the end of some balls somehow, and it and he doesn't it doesn't require much. And when he starts scoring, or when he started scoring last season, um, he really blew up, and he's and it could be a great differential. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good at making those runs from deep and the late runs as well. He's just he's just he's he's got good instincts on his positioning. Yeah, um, um, and when I, he's when he's feeling it, he's feeling it. I mean, that's for sure. Um, another one, I want to bring up a couple more here. Um, well, Arsenal, again, good across the board. Uh, you know, I, I think Arsenal is just calling us. With, with every FDR, every metric we have, Arsenal's kind of calling us. Um, but Villa's left-hand side at 21.5 um, is the best in, in, this, in this span for as far as zonal matchups. Now, we always say, like, don't, don't take any of these as, as a dogma or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You have to – you need context. And – just measuring the, the predicting the chances chances created per in each side, it's very it's a very let's call it soft data, right? Yeah. Um, this is this is why I have Dean, right? I mean, he is basically out mm. of position. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do I do, and I love him. I mean, I love Luca Dean, and I think every Evertonian. That's loves why you have Dean. Yeah, but but I mean, five million. It's not like you're paying Cancelo money for him. I mean, five million. This is, I think he is what people thought tyranny would be, and tyranny is not that. Um, so I just think he, I, I don't know, it, it's tough. It could be a terrible buy, but I mean, I'm gonna probably sell him after 30. Mm. And at five million, there's gonna be other options around there, or I can find a million and get James or something like that. It's, I don't know, it, that's the I look at this table and I think. Why am I not going double Arsenal attack and not double Arsenal defense? But I also think there are other good six million midfielders. Do I need two Arsenal ones? I don't know. Value and and opportunity cost. I think. I mean, there, there's value in Arsenal and midfield as well. But um, but yeah, it's it's hard to give up that like give up a um a spot to you know to have two of them um yeah cash has been good to uh, fpl dallas in the chat cash has been really good as well i think they're both good i just think you look at the positioning and then dean's on all of the set pieces mm-hmm. I, he's, I think he's just a better i mean I, cash has been getting the points but i think dean's metrics are better than cash's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for predicting future points i don't know but they're both about the same price, right? Actually, cash is cheaper. So if you don't have the cash, I guess for and then get then get cash. I, 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 <laughs> see what four seven four eight something like that now. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, if it's like if you really don't have the point four or point three, you need difference. Then yeah, absolutely, that's fine. But I don't yeah. know. But you looked at those. You look, their run is not great. It's not a great. I mean, they play Leeds this week, which is fantastic um, in this double. But they really don't play. Uh, you know. 29 is 29 is West Ham something like that I think it's not a great fixture in 29 but then they play in 30 so yeah I don't know 
That's a tough one. I, I don't know. I really don't know what to do with Villa. Villa is the toughest, I think, to call. Yeah. Um, the next one I want to highlight here, and I just want to do it really quickly because we've talked about them at length, is, is Leeds. They're um, their second best uh, zonal matchups for 28 to 32 on the left at 21.2 and also second best on the right at 21.1. If uh, if Hafinha will be moving around, he could be exploding, exploiting either one of those flanks. Um, so kind of some some more evidence pointing towards uh, towards Hafinha as well. Um, I think I'm going to have to get him back in. Um, anything else stand out for you in, in the zonals, Casey, before we move on? Um, not, no, not really. I think, uh, well, I think, okay. Yeah. One thing to point out is, uh, look at West Ham. <laughs> uh, mm. I, I would, I think it's time to sell if you have, um, you know, any of their players, I think it's time to sell them. And I know a lot of people have value tied up. Um, mm-hmm. and I think you got to sell them. They just, what is that third worst? Third worst in the prim- third worst on this list. Um, so if you have Bowen, there's other options around that price that I think are going to well outscore them. They do they do have a 30, 30 fixture, which is interesting, but they don't double in twenty eight or twenty nine. I don't know. At least that's my personal opinion. They just their their fixture run is terrible. Um, you know, obviously they play Liverpool this week. If there's any time to sell a Bowen, it's this week. Yeah, I mean they they have Liverpool away this week, then Villa home, Spurs away, then they have Everton home, Brentford away, and Burnley home, which which is nice before Chelsea Arsenal. Um, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but but even towards the end of the season, it gets even worse. So I I do agree with you. I think there are, there's more upside uh, elsewhere. I think you can the- talk yourself into keeping them. I just I don't know. I, I first of all, that's my play style. I'm. Plenty happy to sell players I have. I, I think of it more as banking value, play, banking selling value than losing team value. Because guess what? Mm. Your team value doesn't matter. The selling value does matter. And once you sell them, once you sell them at a profit, you've banked that selling value. And by the time you're on a wild card light right now, I, I, my team value is not great, but my selling value is almost equal to my team value. Um, so I can still get all the other players. It doesn't matter if my team values is high. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's plenty easy to, you can buy them now. And then if you want to buy them back in 31, that's fine. Or sell them now and buy them back in 31. I guess that's fine. Especially if you're on wild card. I, mm-hmm. I just don't see any reason to have them in your team right now. It's just, yeah. And, yeah, and once I, retired, they're going to have to go back and start playing Europa league again. And that's not going to go well. Cause they have fair. I mean, Antonio's going to be up there like on crutches by the end of the season. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think that is a general consensus that it's time to to let go of those West Ham assets. Um, we're going to move on to to some wild card drafts now, and I think I think we have about five of them to review now. Now, when, you know, obviously there are specific player picks up there, but we'll, we'll be talking more about the concepts, and we're going to start with the. Uh, um, with our, our very own FPL Mariner, who's uh, ranked 58 in the world, as, as we said. Um, so, of course, he has, he has to start this. I know everyone's waiting for his wild card draft. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think we're going to have a few laughs based on what we said on the show. Here we go. So I, I think the first thing that stands out is, is Mariner has triple Newcastle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he has... And, and he has 
So here's the, the for the podcast listeners. I'll just read out the team. In goal, he has um, Za and Dubravka on the bench. Uh, he has his defenders are Trent, Rudiger, James, uh, Ben White, and Davies. Uh, midfield of Saka, Salah, Hafinha, Willock, and Ramsey, and a front three of Kane, Broya, and Wood. Ugh, Wood. I, that's the the only when I saw this earlier. It was the only thing I looked at and was like, Wood, really? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw this and it, it seems risky. It seems. Yeah. And he's played every match. Three goals in 27 <laughs> matches. Three, one, one in nine is – he's got four – I guess if you think of it, he's got four matches over here. So one in nine, he's got almost a 50% chance of getting a goal in the next two game weeks. So maybe maybe you look at it that way. You're like, okay, one goal in four over the next two. Maybe it's worth it. I don't know. He's nailed. He's got the minutes. <laughs> um, Emlyn says that Mariner has seen the light. I think I think he's seen he's seen he's seen the light so shine so brightly that it blinded him in in this case. Well, I, but, I, mean, I just wonder if like sometimes it's not good to walk to the light. I, I yeah, yeah. Sometimes turn around and go back, but but I mean, who are who are we to criticize a rank of fifty eight? I mean, the guy's obviously I mean, tapped, I, tapped into the something only, this season. The absolute only criticism in all fifteen places. Like it's the only mm-hmm. place I looked at and I was like fourteen out of fifteen here. Great, like. That that's the spot where I'm like, oh, can you? And maybe he can't afford the extra point two or point three for ASM or something like that. Or he has he has money in the bank. Interesting. I wonder but, if he would. I mean, has he considered Jay Adams or something like that? I, I mean, I guess it's just it's just a weird pick. I, I mean, I guess it's I just for appearance. I don't points. think he wants to double up. I mean, I, I think one thing Mariner can do with this with this is get rid of Wood and bring in Saint Maxima. Right. And um, and you can play Ramsey or White over him this week. Yeah, this definitely looks like a um, this looks like a. Um, I'm wondering what his chip strategy is, but this definitely looks like a team that you'd want to bench boost in 29. He this, is he is planning on bench boosting. in 29. Yeah, that's what I that's the first thing I looked at and said, this definitely looks like a bench boost team where you have. um uh, Villa is gonna. That's that one's gonna stink. The Ramsey pick's gonna be like, okay, well, he's got a single game week, and it's against. I think, I think it's against um, West Ham, so mm-hmm. that's not great, and it's not someone mm-hmm. you'd want to really bench boost. But the rest of the team is set up perfectly, and so maybe he's got a, a plan with the money in the bank to go Ramsey to someone else um, mm-hmm. in twenty nine to help that bench boost because. But yeah, Rafinha's got a good. I mean, he's a single game weaker in twenty nine, but Broha and Rafinha both have really good fixtures in twenty nine. Yeah. So I, I think, and obviously, and Chelsea also have a really good fixture in twenty nine. So I yeah. think it's, it definitely looks like a, a really strong bench boost team. Plus, he's got a, dub, a doubling keeper in Dubrovka for twenty nine. And Sa won't double, but he could also take a minus four to go to like Ramsdale or something like that as well. So, um, I mean, in that case, you might as well just. Bring Ramsdale in this week, and on on his wild card. If no, if because you play Saw. Saw has a great double this week, right? Um, and then you go Saw to Ramsdale in twenty nine, who has a double in twenty nine, and then Ramsdale plays thirty. Yeah, I I mean I I I say he's not going to make another a goalkeeper transfer again this season. Yeah, I guess. Well, so I mean, I mean, it's a. Uh, 
what do they have away Everton? Something I think in twenty nine. So I guess maybe he hopes they keep a clean sheet against Everton. Everton again better at home than away. So yeah, I don't know if that's a great clean sheet fixture. Now if it was home Everton, maybe it is home Everton. I don't remember. Have we gone? I don't remember. So that's a that, he has Everton in thirty. So that's tough. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So and and again, he's he is still t- all all of these are are just drafts. He's he's still tinkering. So um, yeah, but I think it's a really good draft, and it definitely looks like it's well set up for bench boost. He, yeah. he, he's gone without Sun to fund the bench boost, which I think is the I've looked at this. It's the only way I think that makes sense because yeah. and we haven't talked about this, but he's gone Kane over Sun, and I think this is the opportunity cost thing. Mm. Like there aren't mm-hmm. alternatives as forwards, but there are plenty of alternatives in midfield. Yeah, that that's a good point. So, so yeah, there's the uh, the rank fifty eight uh, wild card draft uh, from FPL Mariner. I don't know how he's sleeping. Like, if you're on wild card and you're top hundred in the world, I just can't even imagine what that <laughs> how that feels. So stressful. <laughs> um, next up, we have um, our very own uh, Rehan. Here's a one. Well, it's at Ray underscore Q U R on on Twitter now. He's ranked 62K, uh, so very decent rank. And his team is as follows. He has Dubravka in goal with Ramsdale on the bench. Um, back three, Rudiger, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kilman, um, And he pairs them with Cancelo and White, who are on the bench. His uh, midfield is uh, Salah, Hafinha, Willock, and Ramsey. And he has Saka on the bench. And a front three of Jimenez, Broya, and Kane. Initial reactions here. I mean, he's doing exactly what I said. It's so hard to wildcard this week and then also play your um, Arsenal players. Um, he's got all three on the bench, which it may be a good thing. It may not be a good thing. It's hard to say. Um, God, that's so tough. Um, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a really good, well-balanced team. It's set up really good for a 28 and 29 rotation. Uh, also looks like it might be a bench boost team for 29 just mm. because he's got Dubrovka and Ramsdale. Um, I like that he's held Cancelo. I think that's a good move. Although, again, it's, if he's benching him this week, he'll play, obviously, probably either bench boost him or play him in 29 because they have Palace. But then he blinks in 30. And so you're look, you got six point or seven plus million defender that you're going to play once in three weeks. I don't know. That's it's mm-hmm. so tough, and it's the thing that everyone on wildcard has to kind of confront right now. And I know this because I've I've thought about it as well. You know, yeah. is it is it? And so, and then what else do you do? So, do you go Cancelo to like a uh, Reese James, and then but then what do you do? You start Reese James, and then you bench Trent. I mean, it's it's just, it's just a nightmare. Um, it's a it's a real nightmare. Everybody every, everybody on wildcard has a benching headache this week. Some, yeah, certainly with the with the with the Arsenal players, I think. Yeah, I I think for me, what stands out to this team, and and this is I I I'm vehemently against the Jimenez pick. Yeah, I, I I was originally, and then and then I was like, Wolves, seven point five million forward. They play with like two attackers. Jimenez has looked off it, although he just got a rest, so he, that might actually be good for him. He is maybe he needed that, and he got that rest last week. Played three minutes or whatever, uh, so maybe he's well rested for these games. 
it is a good, I mean, two home fixtures, Palace, Watford. I don't know. I still think it's, I'd rather double on the defense than get Jimenez. Jimenez has five goals this season. And how Actually, more than I thought he had. He's 7.5 million. <laughs> That's not hard. He's 7.5 well, yeah. million. He plays yeah. on the worst attacking team in the division. Yeah. At 7.5 million. This is this isn't all like uh fixtures and kind of selection. And yeah. when you're I just I don't know, I, I can't get behind selecting a player, just having one reason to select them, just because he has games or or, or whatever. So I, I think I think that money could be better invested elsewhere. Uh yeah, in, Amund in the chat. Amund in the chat says his bench this week is Trent, Sun, and White. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what, what headache. <laughs> that, is the, that is the absolute nightmare of managers. Like I would I would change that team just so I didn't have to bench those players. <laughs> that is so crazy. Oh yeah, that's gosh. that's that's the kind of that's the kind of week it is though. But but I, I agree with you. Ray's team here very balanced. Look, at, he's planned well. He's got he's got his template picks in there, which I, mean, I know. Who would he's you who would, you who would you go Jimenez to? That's that's the problem. Like ASM, okay, that's that's where we've landed. But he is yeah. a like semi he's he's semi fit right now, so I understand right. the, the hesitancy there. Do you you could double up with Southampton? Um, and and go with like Che Adams, I guess. But then mm. who else would you go? For? Pookie, of course, Pookie. We didn't <laughs> even think, we haven't even mentioned Pookie. Uh, but like, yeah, seriously though, who is he going to go for? So, what is your thoughts on Huang though? He's five point four. He probably starts. I mean, he might be the four point Chris Wood merchant, I guess. Like that's you know maybe he gets two and two, and then send him off into the sunset with effort four points. I mean, you know, what do you, what do you do as an alternative? I, or do you go, unless he's bench boosting, this is what I've come to the conclusion of is hmm. go to a dead forward, go to 4.5, bench that player, unless you're going to bench boost. This is the question. And this is why I'm, I've had this issue, but I would rather go completely dead there, take $3 million and put it into, um, you know, uh, upgrading Ramsey or, um, you know, going like Sokka to Sun or something like that. I just, mm. I, I think that's better or, or having money to double up on the, or, or you know, or getting like uh Rabo or, or something like that. It's just, yeah, that, that's the conclusion I came to is that Jimenez is not worth it because he's so much money and he's, his ceiling is what ten points for the double, like five and five. That's really what his ceiling is. Um, That's best okay, case. I guess yeah. if he scores a goal, he's a mac, he's a bone merchant. But like, do you really think he's going to score eight and then turn around and score eight again? That just seems like. I don't know. Wishful thinking. Watkins. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, a really it could it you could you could go Watkins and then sell. <laughs> that's an interesting point. Like you get Watkins. Yeah. Have him this week for a great double, and then you say, "See you later." I'm going to go to St. Max in 29, or or Richarlison. Richarlison is a 7.4. They ever t- no one's talked about. Uh, okay, this. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right no, there. No, Rich has been great. <laughs> you're you're off the rails, Casey. <laughs> no, Richarlison's been so good. They and we and, and what is it? Home Everton have home Wolves and home Newcastle in the double. Hmm. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, it's not a great attacking fixture against 
against Wolves, but it's home. And so two home matches. I don't know. That's tough. It's it's a really it's a really tough one. But I, I yeah, Watkins is a good shout, especially if you're planning on ditching right away in 29 and going to whatever else that you want to yeah. go for, like ASM. Yeah. I think. <clears throat> All right. Um, moving on to the next. Or there we go. Um, the next one is it's yours, Casey. No. Oh. Yeah. I mean, so I have two drafts here. One is a bench boost. Um, 29 option and one is a not non-bench boost. The one on the right is the bench boost and the one on the left is the non-bench boost. Is that right? Yes. Um, So on the one on the left, I've basically decided, this is what I was talking about. I basically decided that Jimenez is is dead to me. Not worth it. It's not worth it. No forward is worth the money. Um, This team would be a, probably a uh, 4-3-3 or 4-4-2. Um, in 20, 28, where I'd bench Martinelli and White. Let's um, um, can we? So this is the not this is the non bench post team, right? Yeah, on the so left. On the left. So I'm I'm gonna read through the team really quickly for the for the podcast listeners. Uh, he has Za and Foster in goal, Trent White, Dean Saiz, and Rudiger is the back line. The midfield is Salah, Martinelli, Hafinha, Kulusevski, and Son, and a front three of Saint Maxima. Kane and the dumpster fire, the trash, the trash pick, Richardson. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Um, so the scene would be a four, four, two and 28 where I'd have what? Uh, one, two, three, four. Um, five, six, six doublers. And then mm-hmm. I'd have like nine or 10 doublers in 29. Um, it'd be a three-five-two and twenty-nine, where I'd bench Dean and I'd bench uh, Saiz, um, and I'd probably make a goal to keep a transfer. Transfer I'd go Sa to Ramsdale, um, and so that would be like a pretty heavy, you know, almost. It would be like uh, it'd be what uh, everyone but so Rudiger would be a single game week player, and Rafinha would play a, a single game week player for. Uh, 29. So it'd be nine, nine doublers in 29. And then in 30, I would have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'd have nine players for 30 um, mm-hmm. in the blank. So that's, that's why, this is why I like this team is that it goes heavy on doublers both these weeks, kind of less this week than, but more in 29. And then in 30, I have nine players and I could make a transfer for 10. Um, which I think is way more than enough. Um, yeah, you'll be way ahead of the curve. Uh, I could do 11, too. I might even try to, like, you know, do a double move if it means, like, getting in a lesser player or something like that. Um, so that's why I like this, but it would be punting on bench boost until 36. Um, the thought there being that almost every team will probably double on 36, so it should yeah. be really easy to get a bench boost out into 36 without with just free transfers. You don't need a wild card. You just be like, oh, oh I can afford this player. I'll just, you know, get rid of Richardson and Richardson and get in, you know, find money to get in the cheapest, you know, playing, mm-hmm. you know, double. double game. Yeah, yeah. Wang, maybe, maybe, maybe Huang or something like that. And, and we'll, 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 we'll get to, uh, we'll get yeah. to Huang in, in, I think um, he's in, he's in the next draft. I think that, that we're going to, or not the next, yeah, the, the next one we're going to look at. Um, so looking here at your team on the left, uh, Casey, 
Triple yeah, I mean, Spurs. It's, I'm waiting to die. Triple Spurs is is you know that's that's staring into the void at nil nil 89th minute. Just like okay, this is why this is why this is why I finish at 10k and not at 100. Like <laughs> you know, this, those are the differences. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is a a lot in in Spurs. That's that's one thing. And I I. I know you like Dean. That that pick there's, pick, there's something that um, that doesn't sit right with me with that pick. I, I think it's the value. I think there's better value elsewhere. Saeed, yeah. said, I think you might as well go Kilman, as you were saying earlier. And, and yeah, save well, the I, could, I could I could do uh, I could do uh, Kilman over Dean. Um, yeah, Kilman Kill, over Dean, and then and then do Sa, just get Ramsdale instead of Sa. get Ramsdale. I thought about that, and then but then it's a question of do I play Foster with a double or do I play Ramsdale versus Watford? That's a dilemma That's a I think a lot of people are facing. Um, yeah, I mean just. I, we had we had Ray's version earlier. He's playing um, well, not Foster. He has Dubravka, I think, with with the double. But who who yeah. would you play? Uh, probably would play Foster, just because mm-hmm. I think Watford are improved defensively. And while I don't think they'll keep any clean sheets, um, he'll keep enough saves. And maybe they only concede one. And he could, I think, he'd very easily get like a four pointer and then a three pointer and get seven. And you're like, okay, that's great. Um, so probably Foster. Hmm. If I did that, so yeah, that's something I, I've actually tinkered with that exact thing. Those, this is a basic structure. Those are the two things I'm playing with. Is like, yeah. hey, do I just go Ramsdale and bench him, or and then get like double wolves? You know, the big thing is, is I need a thirty player. I really want to have eight or nine, you know, at least in thirty because I don't want to. I have one more free hit, but I don't want to use it um, hmm. in thirty because that's that feels kind of a waste. It's a terrible game week. <laughs> So I guess um, one question I'd have for you is in your thinking, you know, we had, we had talked about the, the upside in 30 is quite low. So to, to focus on having that many players for potentially a limited upside compared to the rest, what, what, what's your thinking there? Do you think you, you can make some, make up significant ground there just by having those extra players? Just by having eight or nine without having hits or using a chip and also, Kane and Son are two of them. It's not like it's garbage players entirely. That's a good and then point. I'd have, I'd also have uh, Arsenal players who are fine. I think, yeah, I think it's just a numbers. I, I feel like thirty is not really like a major game thing, but it is very much just like, hey, can I, can I coast through on either a small red or a small green and not use a chip? And I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think I'm leaning towards no bench boost just because. Oh, I don't know. It's it's tough. Son is and and what I could do is I could go Broha and I might actually do this and then transfer Broha to St. Max in 29. Yeah, um, that's, I, like that. That's, uh, that, that, that's some good thinking. thinking. Um, I like that. So that's those are the kind of things that I'm that I'm thinking of. Or if I don't want St. Max in 29, I could use that one point something something to go and get you know a defender transfer or something like that. So right. And then, and then the one on the right it basically sacrifices Sun, so I can have more money in defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, Cancelo could be James. I it really is just whether I want to go all in on that. Um, so it just allows me to not have that dead player and have three forwards, and more or less it's about the same. Um, it just has Willock instead of of Sun. Um, it's, it's fine. It's- 
it's less like the, the team on the left is more stressed in terms of budget and in terms of formation and stuff, you know, you know, budget. And then you have that dead player. Whereas the one on the right, you know, you have money in the bank, you have you're, you're a good balance across the team. Um, and, and it'll be easy to pivot one way or another. I, th- I think with that one on the right, I think that's the main advantage I see, I see from it. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that it's like five players or six players in 30 instead of nine. And so that's the biggest difference. Um, so it would be set up well for a bench boost in 29, but it would be pretty garbage in 30. And I guess the question I have is, is the 29 bench booth worth worth it? Or is 36 going to be just as okay? And then also I'm set up for 30. So those are the, those are really the two. That's really the thing I have to decide. Yeah. Yeah. So like weighing the three extra players in 30 versus the um the bench boost in in t- the potential right. bench boost in 20 I think the starting 11 is going to be obviously pretty similar as far as for the left versus the right for 29 it's really is it's really just like do I want Rudiger in a single game week a good single game week and and Rafinha in a good single game week and Broha in a good single game week on a bench boost I think that's right. really going to be the question so Okay. But then 36 could be a full third. It could be almost 14 or 15 doublers just by sheer luck. So I, I, that's the thing is like, I don't know if 29 is the best time to bench boost, but obviously but, bench boosting close to your wild card assures that you don't have all these dead players. So, yeah, I mean, I, I that's how I see it anyway. I think 36 is going to be so massive that we don't even have to worry about it. It's the obvious bench boost that we don't have to worry even about planning. Yeah. For it. As, well, as long as you have playing actually, players, you're good. Even though the, the team on the left is somewhat stressed, and I might actually tinker with that Ramsdale versus um, thing, and that mm-hmm. actually would give me like 0.5-ish in the bank to do those mm-hmm. the three or those two moves. So I could definitely do um, do that. Okay. Um, so, let's let's you know. let's move on to to the next one here. We're gonna fly through the time. Is is hey, what's yours getting... look like? All oh, right, this so is Garth. Um, yeah, Garth. so th- th- this is Garf. I'm gonna fly through Garf's really quickly. Um, so Garf is on a budget. His team value, I think he said it's like it's like one hundred one point nine. It's it's quite low. So he's working on a major budget, and he has Forster and Ramsdale, and, uh, Ramsdale and goal, Trent, Rudiger, Livermento, Cancelo, yeah. and White, Mount, Hafinha. Salah, Ramsey, and Gordon, Anthony Gordon. I, I do like that shout. Um, I love although, Anthony Gordon. I just worry yeah. he's going to be under threat now that Grace hit. So. Yeah, he could be. So, And then up front he has Kane, Adams, and Huang. Now, now Huang is obviously I, – I don't know. I think he's still a rotation risk. I, I don't think he's worth the pick, and I don't think he's a very good player, to be perfectly honest. So I, I, I think he's going to have trouble with that one. He should rethink that. Um, Marsh, Jesse think, Marsh should know all about him, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was um, so bad last year. Um, I, I think Mount might be. I don't know. I can see. I can see the the pull for Mount. He's almost like too expensive for the uncertainty, and and, and I don't know if he's going to be, you know, advanced or if he's going to be further back or what his role is going to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess if the question is, is, I'm just purely punting on Mount in in uh, 28, and then I'm going to sell him for Saka in 29. That's fine. Yeah, like I think yeah, that, yeah. that if that's the for, plan, for that nice but if he's like, I'm gonna have Mount and I'm gonna hold them, I don't like that. Yeah, um, yeah, Mount's a second twenty-nine. Yeah. Um, so so if you're looking for, you know, I guess budget, he could go Kulusevsky. Like Kulusevsky's a good budget way in, into Spurs attack, for example. Um yeah, and Mat- you said that and they, they have the what the, the third best attacking twenty-eight to thirty-two or something like that. Yep. So yeah, so um, so that that could be a good investment. I, I mean, 
yeah look, look for when you have when your team value is so low you're really just lo looking for value and and i think for a team value like this i, th I think mate I, I mentioned it earlier but well, the other thing that, is obvious i mean look at cancelo he obviously had hopped on cancelo so late so at seven mm -hmm. million he has no value tied up in him i no. don't see any reason why he shouldn't sell that player and use that money yeah um, i agree if he had bought him at six and you're losing 0 0.5, 0 0.6 on him, because he's such a, he's a really good pick, you know, especially 31 and on, mm -hmm. but with no money, if no, with no money tied up in him, use that money now and then find a way to go Rudiger to Cancelo if you want, or something else later on the line. But I, yeah. he has no value tied up like 0.1, maybe value tied up. I, I would just, I would sell Cancelo and use that money, especially with how stretched he is. Um, I agree. So I, I don't know if he's right. planning a bench boost. I think he is. So yes, he, he has all the playing players. So that's that's good. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the last one. I'll do mine. Just just re I'll just fly through mine really quickly here, just in the interest of time. We do want to get to the captaincy metric and questions uh, for people in the chat and finish under. Hopefully in fifteen minutes here we'll finish. So my uh, my current draft is as follows: I have uh, Dubravka and Gold, Trent, Rudiger, and Kilman. It's my back three. Uh, Willock, Salah, Son, and Ramsey. And then I have Samaximam, Broya, and Kane up front. My bench is Ramsdale, Saka, White, and Matip. Um, now my thinking here is um, same Max. I, I, I just think if, if he's not going to play, if he's not ready, I think he's fine to bench. I don't want to plan transfers for myself because I think we're going to learn a lot in the next few game weeks. That, and, and I know I'll have to, I'll have to pivot from, from this draft. So if I have to bench St. Max, I have really nice options on 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 the bench that that could come in, um, and a lot of it is safety. You know, I, you know, I'm not going for James because I don't want the the lows from James. From James, I think I can make up James's points by by playing maybe some matchups. Um, yeah. But uh, but I'll I'll let you have at it. Uh, carve it up. Well, as you mentioned earlier, I think your biggest your biggest um, kind of key point here is you've just planned on having Matip, um, and which is great. He's easy to bench this week because West Ham's not like a great fixture. There's no, I, I mean, you could very easily see West Ham scoring a goal, um, even though it's at the, at, at, um, at Anfield. So that easy to bench, but a great player for 29. Um, Ramsey's easy to bench in 29. So you just be like, okay, Saka on for Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, white in for Kilman. Um, you're going to have a, a headache of Dubrovka and Ramsdale, I guess, in 29, but Dubrovka is not a great 29 double because it includes... Um, who, who is their 29? It's, uh, is it Arsenal and... I don't remember. Uh, Everton. Arsenal Chelsea, and Everton. Chelsea and Everton. Oh, sorry, Chelsea, Chelsea and Everton. Chelsea and Everton. In, in Which 29. is not a great. I mean, so yeah, you probably start Ramsdale over Dubrovka, obviously yep. in twenty nine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you've really planned out like who you want to start in each game week, and you've maximized. You're getting like, um, you know, you're getting like seven doublers, and then you're following right. that up with another six or uh, you know, a few doublers. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really like it. I don't have any problems with any of these places, and I also might consider um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I would I would definitely consider a matchup as well. And I've played around with it a little bit, but maybe I should give it more thought just so I can get um, maybe a Ford Saka over Martinelli or something like mm. that. And the other thing that this gives me, without any transfers, I have seven players for game week 30. So I have a, I have a I feel like I have a good amount of doublers in 28 and 29, and I have a decent amount of players. I'll be kind of like middle of the road. Um, I could have maybe eight. I wouldn't bring too many game week 30 players in. I'll maybe have eight for game week 30, and and then and then set up for the fixture swing 31 um, with two free transfers after game week 30 and in game week 31. So that's kind of the plan. And there, there's still there's, some there's a question here. in the chat that's kind of, that's actually right on top of that. So Jones Bloke mm. said, what's the minimum amount of players you need for game week 30 with no free hit? Um, it's a really good question. So what, what do you think, how many do you think you'd, you'd be comfortable fielding? Um, I'd be comfortable with six. Six. Wow. Seven, seven. I think I'd be, like six is bare minimum for me because I, I really think that the that the average is going to be so low. And then the players you don't have, the players you want to bring in that are playing in game week 30, they're not great players and they're not on great teams. Yeah. So I think their upside is limited. Whatever you miss out on in 30 can be easily be um, made back with with planning and, and with a chip strategy, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I'd go, I think um, before the FA Cup matches this week, I would have agreed with the six. I, I think I'm going to go with eight, um, largely because they're actually really good. There are actually some really good players that you'll want that are actually kind of a mixture of long-term um, and Game Week 30 players, mainly uh, Spurs assets and um, and Leicester assets um, and Arsenal assets. I think everyone will also automatically have Arsenal assets, though. But, but just because you have those three teams, I think at minimum you should be doubled up on almost all three of them. You probably should have six or seven just from those three teams. Um, Nahal in the chat says six quality over ten quantity, and I think yeah, this absolutely. Is a, yeah. And I think this is a, this, is a, this will be a differentiation kind of in the FPL community where where some people will go for quantity, um, yeah. and and other people will just consolidate. Like you, you said in your previous draft, you know you had a, you had a bunch. I think you had nine right in your bench boost right. draft, but. Or, or in the other one, sorry. But like you said, you had Sun and Kane. So, yeah, so you was, have some heavy hitters triple, in there. It was triple Spurs, triple Arsenal. So six of those nine were from good teams. From good teams, yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe – so, yeah. I certainly wouldn't be like, oh, I want to have triple World Wolves and triple Villa. Um, like, those are fine if you want to just fill some spots. But, yeah, I think you should yeah. have six quality. But then I think it would be very easy to have eight or nine. Uh, just total players uh, from those. Certainly with yeah. wildcard, I think I, I think I would be upset if I didn't fill at least eight, eight, yeah. eight players. Now that might include that might be seven with one transfer in thirty to get to eight or something like sure. that. But I definitely, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, what, what do you think about? Uh -huh. so are you you have? You, so your three your three Arsenal are White, Saka, and Ramsdale. Do you think that's the the ideal? Um, three. And I'm just asking. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the ideal three is. I mean, I, I prefer. Three. I prefer Gabriel to to White. You know, he, okay. he's a he's a he's a threat you on think set. Double he says, defense and one attack is probably the way to go. I, I I think I think so, because because the midfield is so. You know, if, if Martinelli gets benched, I wouldn't be surprised. If ESR gets benched, I wouldn't be surprised. Odegaard has Odegaard has a, a low ceiling. So Saka's kind of the only one. Lacazette oh. is Lacazette. Uh, 
uh, Richarlison just scored in the FA Cup, just so you know. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> Go for it. No, I'm just. Um, but yeah, these, but... these South Americans, man, they do not like each other, and Gabe by association is not a fan of Brazil. So <laughs> actually, I grew up a fan of Brazil. So because Venezuela will never make it to the World Cup. Oh, so. fair, yeah, you got your second team that's like, oh yeah, I'm a league league two fan of such and such team but my premier league team is whatever yeah exactly so venezuela would be like in the in the league seven of internationals league seven. Um, <laughs> yeah there was one um so the yeah, Americans just, like league five right america yeah like, it's like league five exactly. league five at this point hopefully they're on on the up and up that's why I can be, yeah, that's why you can be a Brazil fan and a U.S. fan because it's like, come on, are they really? I mean, if they ever play each other, it's a friendly and like, who cares at that point? Yeah, they play in different leagues. You can be fans of both. Yeah. <laughs> so we're moving on to the roomy pick now. Um, those were some nice wild card drafts. Thanks to everyone for submitting them. Here's a roomy pick of the week. And uh, let's see. While I don't see Marsh solving the problems that left by Bielsa, um, I do his, see his style benefiting Hafinha. Um and I, I think he'll move around the formation. I think he'll, like when Marsh likes to drive everybody close to the ball, and I think that will create space on the outside for Hafinha. But also when he's in the middle there, the I, I think he can maneuver through there when, when he has a lot of players around him. So Marsh's like um, training techniques, he does he does rondos kind of everywhere. He plays multi-goal, yeah. small-sided games, and, and really works on that. So I think Hafinha can benefit from that type of, of managing um now the quote is re- respond to every call that excites your spirit and hafinha has been one of the most exciting players uh in my opinion since since he came into the league i'm not willing to give up on him i i think he, he could explode especially this game week in you know a matchup against leicester which is really nice they have the third highest non-penalty expected goals conceded in the last six of 10.82 so that's yeah. a really nice matchup. And Villa have conceded the fifth most chances from the left side in the last six. So that's that's Hafinha playing on that right-hand side, and I think he could, he could exploit both those things. So he's going to be my yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a great pick this week. I Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't consider not having him unless I heard he was sick or, or, or hurt. What about this from Nehal? He says Hafinha captain shout. Yeah, who is the best captain shot this week? That's probably our good transition, right? Exactly. Well, that's, that's where we're going to go next. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm new to this, but I think that I'm pretty sure that might be where we're going. Well, this is this is where like um, I, I have to like press buttons and stuff. So yeah, so here we'll just we go. Press I, all of them. All, well, I'm going to press all, all the buttons. Just press, <laughs> if, press uh, them Actually, what is what? I assume that's one of those weird uh, terms that's probably different in 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 England. Did they call it something different other than elevator? They call it like a lift or something weird. Oh, is, right. is there anyone in England in the chat that can let us know what probably weird all term of them. we have for that? <laughs> a weird term we have for that. Yeah. So, so here we go. Um, let's hope that I don't break the ship by pressing this button. There you go. Uh, well, that's that's. I kind of broke the ship because that's it, not. What, oh no, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't work. Here's there here's the captain. Here's we'll we'll come back to that one. Here's whoa. Here's the captain C metric. So was right last week again. It's it's now eighty two percent success rate. It success rate. It called Kane. Um, I thankfully captain Kane. Uh, who did you captain Casey last week? 
I Captain uh, Veghorst. Although I, I was going to Captain Kane, and then I bottled it. I guess that's the term. So <laughs> bottled it at the last minute. I was like, "Yeah, it's free hit. I'm never going to captain a Burnley player again." So, uh, well, it's, well, the it's creator fun. of the metric made the same mistake. If that makes you feel any better, oh, he, fair enough. Yeah, but yeah. Kane, Kane was my vice captain. Actually, didn't pull the free hit button until like ten minutes before the deadline. I was mm -hmm. actually planning on wild carding last week, but I was just a little bit. So anyways, it was a great captaincy shout. It probably should have done it, but yeah. yeah great. So here we go for this week. Drum roll. And there it is. Shocker. Salah tops the metric. Um, he's at 111. Robertson comes in a second, interestingly, at, uh, at 106. Then Trent at 105. Mane is at 102. Jota. And then the first non-Liverpool player is Son at 96 with Kane coming in just behind at 95. Um, thoughts? So single game weaker is the best again, is what you're saying. I think I think the metric is trying to teach us something. Um, for those that didn't learn last week, you get a second shot. You second bite at the apple here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting. I mean, this is this is this is the classic. Like, hey, I'm sure that uh, Brighton will keep one clean sheet. We should all captain Duffy, or or you know, <laughs> like that was that was fun. I remember when we did that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I was I was saved from from that one as well. Um, looks uh, like yeah. uh, Net Nehal did the same thing. Hit a last minute free hit. Bottled the Sun captain. <laughs> yep, that's Robbie's a relative. saying. You got to trust the metric. Yeah, I, you look at this and you think, I, I, I guess, what would you feel worse about? I mean, because first, okay, so Salah's ownership is going to be more or less like 120% EO or something like that. It won't be super high. Would mm -hmm. you feel worse if you captain a single game weaker? Um, uh or and that and uh, and like a double game, uh, you know, several of the double game weakers just completely blew them out of the water. Or would you feel worse if you capped captain that double game week player and got outscored by Salah? Like which, like which could you live your, with yourself more? Because I think the, the the mental aspect of a lot of this is is really important. As I've learned, you know, over the last couple of years, it's just like managing yourself. How do you manage mm -hmm. yourself? Because if you're just going to completely you know, if you get so mad about getting the captaincy wrong this wrong this week that you like do a minus sixteen and then next week captain, you know, knee jerk captain someone because of that, that might not be the best option. Then just do whatever you're most comfortable living your, with yourself with. Because so if you look at it and you think, I really want, I really am feeling like Rudiger captain this week because they have two clean sheetable fixtures and he's can very easily score a goal. He loves shooting. He loves getting into the box, not on corners. He's just a wild guy. Um, <laughs> so if you feel that and it doesn't come off, but Salah outscores him, are you going to be super upset with that? Or are you going to be like, well, at least I, you know, I captain my gut. This was the double game week fixture. Two is, you know, two is better than one. Then go oh. with that. But if you really yeah. think I'm going to be really mad if I don't captain Salah this week. Um, or, you know, if I captain someone that's not Salah and Salah scores because EO is over 100% and you get a red arrow as a result of that, then you then you got to captain Salah. I mean, you just, I think you just got to go with what you feel uh, strongly about. Um, 
That's it's it's an interesting so point. Many, so many there's so many good captaincy options, or there's so many mediocre captaincy options. Yes, exactly. I don't think there are any great ones. I think Sal is fine, but West Ham. I mean, come on, it's David Moyes. David Moyes is going to turtle that West Ham team so much, and you think Salah has trouble scoring against Burnley? He could just as easily struggle against West Ham. You know, kind of. You know, Maybe I mean the the the, the stats the, the data doesn't really bear that out. But Solomon T uh, brings up a good point. He he asked, was the captaincy metrics data run after the Chelsea uh, the double Chelsea was announced? And that's a good point. It, it was run before, so I I don't see you know we, we're looking for for Chelsea assets here. None none are on this board, right? And the lowest one is Jimenez at eighty. So even with the double. I don't see it going past Salah at, at 111. Um, no, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rudiger find, found his way into the top five or something like that. Um, yeah, or, that, and, and, this, and this goes to like the, the point that you were bringing up. For me, if I, I told myself that I was going to follow the metric this season, and the few times I haven't, I, I've, I've paid dearly for it. And one yeah. of those times, I believe, was, was Antonio early on in the season when he got the red card. So I, I, would be, I would feel worse if I did not captain the best player in the world. And obviously the best player in, in FPL all season and the yeah. player that tops the metric. Um, so that, but that, that's me. It, it, like I, I have to captain the best player, uh, but I, I understand, you know, some people might, yeah, two is better than one, but two mediocre is better than one best in the world. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's, that's fair. Um, I really haven't given any thoughts of captaincy. I think it'll probably between, be between those two, Rudiger and Salah. Um, I, I just don't feel strongly about any of the others. Um, maybe Saw um, for, you know, for, I think uh, there's a really good chance that, uh, that uh, Wolves also keep two clean sheets. He also gets bonus and saves. Um his floor is a little bit lower just because of the save. So even if they don't keep a clean sheet, he could easily get three or four in a single match and then follow it up with a clean sheet and get 10 or 11. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, that's real. It's a real tricky. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be going Salah. It's for, for me, it's. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't think if you, yeah, I think if you're okay with Salah, um, you know, a double, you know, because it's pretty likely that there will, will be some double game leakers that outscore Sala, but like, you know, you're going to come back and be like, oh yeah, I totally was going to captain like uh, uh, Matt Target from Newcastle who, you know, like you're not, you know, it's not going to, that's not, you know, you can't hindsight it like that. So I think that's completely fine. I, I think it's a good captaincy this week and it's home. Like if it was away, it'd be a little bit different, but. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so that does it. I think, you know, if there are any final questions, please, uh, you know, throw them in the chat. I think we've been answering most of the questions as, as we went along. I prefer that because otherwise I, I lose them when, and then I have to scroll back and, and, they, and they don't often come up. So I do like to uh, do the, the questions as we go. Um, we'll wait a couple seconds here to see if any final ones uh, come in. But uh, any final thoughts from you, Casey? I'm just happy to see you. <laughs> to be completely This is honest. awesome, man. This yeah, is, I absolutely too. love you uh, so much. Like you're <laughs> you're my brother from another mother. I love it. I just totally so happy to see you. So um, I'm glad that it, we're we're two points apart. I don't think we've mo mentioned that, but like this is like really the we're we're uh, we're setting up for quite the duel here over the last 10, 10 game weeks. So that's right. We're we're, we're yeah. It's going to be a, a rivalry that's going to fuel us there to you, um, yeah. There you go. To the top yeah. of some list. I don't know what list, but um, we do have some <laughs> questions coming in. I'm I'm going to throw them on here. 
Um, and for those that, that came in late, uh, Casey and I know each other from the FPL Roundtable, a, uh, a once um, fun and vibrant pod, but it's now defunct. And then it's just memories now, but you guys got me into content creation. So I'm deeply appreciative for that. And we are, we're all good friends. We've been chatting for years. So it, it's been really nice. I'm going to throw a question here from Bluenix with uh, Gaming 28 Bench Boost in mind. Would you sell an Arsenal player or is saving a free transfer more valuable to bring in Leicester players from Game Week 30? I'm assuming it would be selling an Arsenal player that you would otherwise be benching. Yeah. But well, I mean, might they're, want they're, back bench, in they're bench right? boosting. They'd be playing them as a bench boost. They're playing all their players. Oh, right, 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 right. I, I, read, so, I read bench boost 20. Yeah. So would you sell, would you sell like, uh, would you sell Ben White, for example, um, uh, for a double game week player for your bench boost? Um, I don't think I would do Sokka. I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't right. be like, I'm going to go Sokka to um, Kulisevsky. Well, not, it'd be a doubler. I'd be like, I'm going to go Sokka to Mount. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, I guess it depends on your, I think, I think a double doubling goalkeeper is probably the, the staple of mm. a bench boost. So I would probably sell Ramsdale for a doubling goalkeeper. Um, especially if you have cover for 30, uh, as well, or it keeps you cover for 30. So I would go Ramsdale to saw this week. I w- would consider Ramsdale to Dubrovka, maybe, maybe, mm. But I, in general, I don't think so. I think they've got such good fixtures going forward. You want them for 29. You want them for 30. I guess if you're hokey, hokey cokeying, is that what they say? Hoke, yeah. Ho- we call it hokey pokey, which actually kind of sounds a little. It's way, it's way better. Yeah, hokey cokey is better. No, I, I no. prefer hokey cokey over hokey pokey. Pokey is kind of like, I don't know. That seems that's like way a, more fun. a boundary issue. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I I don't yeah, know. I, maybe, maybe it depends. I, I think it depends on the Arsenal player you're planning on selling, and yeah. whether you're going to want to write back. Um, okay, I, I I think I would keep the Arsenal player in value more the the free transfer, given that they have a decent fixture. Um, Nehal has has the next question. Thoughts on these transfers: Bruno to Hafinha, Dawson to Rudiger for a minus four, and Bowen to Saka for a minus minus eight to bench boost. Going to bench boost Ramsdale, Saka. King and Livermento. Um, I mean, on paper it sounds good. I guess the question you have to ask yourself is: Will there be better opportunities to bench boost? Um, so you got Livermento in a double, which is good, but he has a bit of a rotation risk. Um, although I guess it depends on Kyle Walker Peters' injury status because he got injured mm-hmm. in the cup, so he might be nailed, which actually is something to consider on wild card. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you've got such a good 11 that your and your bench is like King and Livermento and so I don't know if you've got such a strong 11. I feel I feel like you're 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 doing backflips to try to bench boost when you don't yeah, need to, I, when, when you have 36. Because basically, like a, a good bench boost might be like 20, 16 to twenty points, and you've already lost half of that with your hits. Exactly. So there might be better yeah. opportunities to bench boost in the future, and so I think so it sounds like you've got a really strong eleven if that's your bench. Like if you've got yeah. such a strong eleven that you're going to be benching a double game week player in King and Saka, I think you're probably just going to get a green arrow anyways. So yeah. I like the, I like the minus four. I, I would do Bruno to Hafinha and Dawson to Rudiger, and I agree. At that. Yep, I know absolutely, absolutely. I think the minus four is good. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't bench right. boost. 
Yeah, I agree. So uh, next one from FPL Dallas. Should I bench Gabriel or Martinelli? So away Watford, who are terrible in attack and sometimes terrible in defense. Uh, and and Arsenal is has they've not been good away this season. Yeah, uh, this is a rough one. Martinelli <laughs> is maybe a bit of a rotation risk, certainly more so than Gabriel, but I don't think he's a super big rotation risk. I think he's first choice left left wing. Um, uh, what I don't know. What would you do, Gabe? I mean, I th- yeah, I, I think I would probably bench Martinelli. I think I'd bank on the clean sheet from from uh, Gabriel. Maybe maybe a set piece, something or other. I know most a lot of people say you know play the attacking player. But what if Martinelli's benched? What if he he you know he he can That's he the come thing. on? Yeah, if this was Saka or Gabriel, I would say play Saka for exactly. sure. Exactly, I agree. Um, I think Watford is going to be forced to come out a little bit and try to attack. I mean, they can't just be like park the bus at home. Their fans will not be happy if they're just completely parking the bus at home. Yeah, if it's working, if, if, you know, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, I, I think I'd go the defender uh, just because of the potential rotation risk. If, if there is one, maybe, maybe we have some Arsenal fans that, that'll tell us if that maybe there, there's less of a risk than we think. Uh, moving on quickly here. Cause we're at, we're at the two hour mark FPL Nazri on a wild card free, free hit 30. I'm debating sun, plus Matip, plus Cancelo, versus Tierney, plus Rabo, plus Hafinha. What do you think? Tough without any any context and without seeing your team. Yeah, um, I mean, so one of the, the best things you want would want um, like a, a Arsenal player for is the fact that they also play in 30, but without that, their 29 double isn't like great. Um, well, it has one good fixture, and it also has one bad fixture. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd love Tierney as a pick. Yeah, um, not, not crazy about that pick. Rafinha's. I think Rafinha is good. Um, but if it's him between him and Son, I don't know. <laughs> That's there's a lot of of free parts in here. If there's a way to like, yeah. if there's a way to get like, um, yeah, those are two defensive spots. Cancelo and T. I, I, I think we need more context. We, we need yeah. to know that's more really things tough. about your team. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I really don't know. I'm sorry. But, I, let's sorry. go. Let's go quick fire for the next the next few here. Keelan Peak, Jimenez or Laka? Laka. Neither. Um, you neither. Yeah, neither. Neither. <laughs> probably. Back to FPL Nasri on a wild. Oh no, sorry. Just did that one. My bad. Here's a uh, Will Wood VVD to Chelsea defender for minus four to facilitate. Jota in 29. No, not for me. I, I, I still think Jota is enough of a lock because now that they've got, you know, four attackers up there that could play those three spots. Yeah. Or five, five attackers for three spots, actually. Yeah. Fair enough. So. Um, anything else? I think that might be it. All right. We're good. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, just Casey. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for filling in here. Um, it would have been very lonely w- without you. So <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. And um, I don't know, you've broken your duck. You got to do this again. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to be a substitute whenever you need it. Super sub, super sub case. Yeah, I'll be, a, I'll, I'll be the 90 second minute time waster if that's all you need, too. I, it's whatever you want. <laughs> Fair now, enough. Now, if, you, 
if you sub me on and then sub me off, I might have problems though. So we'll see. We'll keep you healthy. Um, okay. Thanks to all the haulers for joining us in the chat. It was a great chat. Do remember to like, subscribe, and join us. Join us. Buy us a cup of coffee. Buy us a beer. Um, we'll, we'll get you back with uh, with even more uh, great content. And uh, happy travels to uh, to Nima, who's um, weighed. I think he'd weighed, he's weighed down right now with uh, too much haggis. He's in Scotland. And, uh, and Mariner, who's, in, who's uh, by the sea in Grimsby. Um, Grimsby Town, apparently one of the few stadiums who, that is uh, below sea level. So uh, they're, they're actually quite concerned about climate change because Yikes. their stadium's in danger. Yeah, um, that's not great. Don't thank worry you, about John that Bo with Everton's new stadium, too. That's yeah. right, on the, right on the coast. Uh, great. And uh, let's see. I'm going to have to press more buttons here. Uh, I don't know which one to press. I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, I guess I'll, I'll do the, uh, the show clip, whatever that is. I don't know what button I'm going to press, but um, I know. I missed one. I missed a button earlier, so I'm going to press that button now. Thanks again. Go. Good luck in Double Game Week 28, everybody. Reach out on Twitter. I'm at FPL Lens. Casey's at, F at FPL underscore Tornado. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Are you craving more FPL content? Then look no further than allaboutfpl.com. Head over there for weekly articles from some of the top content creators on the planet. So what are you waiting for? Head over to allaboutfpl.com, the website for all your FPL needs.